0: The Black and Gold Hockey Podcast is powered by BenOnline.ag and in partnership with the Black and Gold Productions Sports Media Company. This is Season 6, Episode 251, and we kindly ask that you please subscribe to our weekly Bruins Hockey Talk on all worldwide audio podcast platforms and video content on our related Black and Gold Hockey Podcast YouTube channel. We would certainly appreciate the support on both and all social media platforms, for that matter. Welcome back. We are talking Boston Bruins Hockey Talk. I got my friend Heather here co-host how are we doing heather i'm
2: doing i'm doing i'm getting ready to talk to you about these bruins that i'm not saying i'm nervous i'm just saying some of the things i'm seeing and making me a little nervous but they had a good game i think first florida yesterday and we'll talk about that too
0: absolutely Uh, before we get into the hockey talk i would do want to talk about show sponsor betonline.ag we're back and better than ever A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts all right and we do appreciate the uh the sponsorship the partnership and the and the uh, the family kind of ties with betonline.ag they they really do power us and uh, and um we, we certainly appreciate that and I, I like using them i like betting a little bit i haven't been doing much lately but i'm gonna have get back into it as soon as possible but like i said if you want to get in on the action check out uh, betterline.ag and use the code clns50 all right heather let's get going because we got to get this done Uh, all right where we going where we going where we going
2: okay well i guess we should talk about this week's action yes so on wednesday we played the florida panthers in florida it was not pretty we lost solidly four to one and we deserved it at the bnt center uh good news curtis lazar was back uh we had some people come up right um and we're still, we still have some, like, you know, Coleman and Stadnica and have still been in the mix. And the lone goal was by Coyle, who has just been pretty solid since he's come back. Uh, Jackson, he actually got the assist on his goal. Uh, but other than that, we had 31 shots, 66% in the faceoff, went wah, wah, zero for two on the power play. We had 37 hits, but what did it get us? We gave away a few, but... All in all, that was a really yucky game, and I wish I didn't have to watch it. I didn't know how you felt about it. I do not think overall, and we'll talk about the goaltending a little, I do not pin this all on goaltending at all these bat- the two messy games this week because I think the goaltenders tried to keep us in it. It was just – but this game was messy. What say you, Mark Allred?
0: Yeah, this was uh, not a good game at all. I was uh, thoroughly disappointed in the effort. I know, I you know the Florida Panthers are a complete wagon this year, mm-hmm. and uh, they play playing very well. And but I just undefeated uh, at the time. Yeah, I just I, I wanted to get uh, something more out of this team, and and I just didn't see it. So it's uh, really hard to uh, get any positives out of that out of that game. But you know, you did mention Charlie Coyle scored his second goal of the season. And, um, seems like he's, he's got a nice fit on that second line center. So, um, yeah, I, hopefully it continues, but, um, yeah, it's just, just an overall bad game in my opinion. So that's all yeah, I can say was, about that.
2: That was not a very good team effort. Um, I, we do want to say though, congratulations to Keith Robinson. It was his 2000th game as the Bruins equipment manager, 2000 games of being in charge, all those sticks and, pants and whatever just like the list and list and congratulations
0: to keto
2: yeah and i i was saying i'm like i think those are the jobs that people think you know everyone thinks about that you're the head coach or you're the gm but the equipment manager makes shit happen because if they're not properly equipped how they like it and however their like own personal stuff is like i mean that's good on you that's a long time commitment to your job and the organization and Congratulations! That was just random. I just wanted to bring that up. I also think I don't remember his name, but Florida's equipment manager too. I think had like a fifteen hundred games or something like that too. That same game, which I'm like, good on you guys. Make it help make the companies run here. All right. So Thursday, I'm not sure. We lost three to nothing, but I can't necessarily say it was worse than Wednesday tough on a back-to-back but I would have liked to see a lot more can't really talk about goals because frankly we didn't score any oh I just wanted to comment too on the Panthers game the Panthers were flying and we were chasing our own asses a lot of that game we played the first 20 minutes but not really much of the last 60 minutes sorry uh obviously we i I don't know if if this was better or worse but we had 33 shots on goal versus carolina but did not capitalize but we were zero for five on the power play and that doesn't make me feel comfortable at all we mixed it up a little the next game but still that that was making me a little uh, nervous no stars of the game for us because frankly there were no stars that game but I don't know if it wasn't quite as messy as the game versus Florida, but still you don't want to lose three to nothing. You got to bounce back on the second half of that road trip. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely got to stay out of the box. I'm getting really, these these penalties are just really killing me. Mm-hmm. Um, putting themselves in bad situations. So, um, you know, even though the penalty, like you said, the penalty kill is, is, is good and so on, you still don't want to put your team in position that you need the penalty kill so often because okay. it can really bite you in the ass.
2: Yeah, like wears down your top guys that are on your power. Yeah. I mean, on your, and some of our players actually play both sides. They do the po- the power play and they're on the PK. And, yeah, it's just like extra work for no reason. So, like, stay out of the box. Now, sometimes you do have to take a penalty here and there. But, you know, I mean, it's, it would be weird if you didn't get a penalty within a game. But, yeah, like 12, 12 minutes is not a, good to me. Like twelve yeah. minutes of spending in the box. That's 12 minutes. And we have to work on five on five. And we're having a hard enough time scoring, anyways, as clearly the three to nothing score <laughs> indicates in the four to one loss the day before. But I don't know. I, I guess oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say, and I didn't know if you wanted to comment on like how I really do feel like as a team and our actual defense has hung our goaltenders out to dry at times. Not that neither of them gave up, you know. Something that they couldn't, but I just feel like over the last few games, like team defense needs to help these goaltenders. It's
0: yeah. Not, yeah, go ahead. I, I, the last two games, it's, it's, it's the team in front of the goaltenders have not really been supportive at all, like you mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, uh, I haven't been overly impressed with uh Swayman in in, in his couple of games that he's been um, played or mark. But it, that might be contued to um, to what's being played out in front, uh, missed assignments defensively, um, and your offense. This is one thing that really bothers me about this Boston Bruins team is is the front line is is really stagnant. Besides Brad Marchand, who has uh, who's leading the team with eight points, you know, four goals, four assists, um, you know, in this short amount of time. We really need to see more from Patrice Bergeron and more from David Pasenak. Um and Once I, I believe once that line gets driven a little further and motivated, I think that you'll get the secondary scoring because other teams are going to um, feed off of that.
2: Yeah, that it has been an all around team kind of issue this week or whatever, but. Hopefully that they play better next week, but they only have a couple games. We'll talk about that. There's like a huge gap again. You know what I mean? For our stupid schedule. But um yeah, but I just think over yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like because I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'll wait until after. I won't say his name until after. We'll we'll get into it more. But yeah, so we lost to what can you do? But we did win on Saturday versus the Florida Panthers, ruined their undefeated streak of course it wasn't a shootout but that's exciting because there was a time where we could never win a shootout but um before the game uh both teams had hazy jerseys on and it was like yes. the men i saw him i wanted to cry it was a bit. they had the tribute night and it was nice obviously having the two clubs and jimmy played for both clubs and uh the tribute video had a nice mix of bruins and just kind of jimmy being a dorchester kid and being a florida panther and that was really nice i thought and i just wanted to say that was Good on the two organizations for coming together to make sure, you know, like someone who is important to a lot of these guys was honored and that's it.
0: Yeah. um, Good game. Charlie Coyle again, uh, back to, I think, no, um, he's got two goals and two and three games, which is good for him Mm -hmm. and continues to really, really produce, which is awesome. That's what I really want to see as a Charlie Coyle point producer. If he's, He's going to be uh, given the trust to be on that second line center. I want to see point, point, points. If you're going to be a a possessive uh, a possession, I mean, type of center that you know doesn't score a lot of points, then the third line is probably better for him. But I like the way he's playing right now. He's really taking the and uh, hopefully it continues. Um, what else was I going to say? Not sure. I don't know. Go ahead. Um,
2: well, how you doing, Craig Smith? He was back on Saturday. Nice yep. to see you. Uh, Charlie Coyle scored the first goal, and with that, Taylor Hall got his 600th career point. Only him and Tyler Sagan, interestingly, are the only two from their class. Obviously, one and two from their draft oh. class. And they're the only two that have reached that milestone. Uh, got it from Taylor Hall, obviously, and Curtis Lazar. And then later on, it was a nail-biter, but Charlie McElvoy got in, and with that, Brad Marshawn got his 400th career assist, so that was a mile marker for him, and Taylor Hall got a secondary on that, so that was nice, and then we went um, to the shootout, and we actually won the shootout, and that made me happy, so we did... At least I would like what? this is sad, but I was like, all right, at least we're gonna get some points. Like, I don't want to get no more points. I mean, we've already dropped the, a lot this week.
0: The game winner from uh, from Coil in mm. that chewed out, it just faked out. Uh, spent a night right out of his freaking undies. It was great. Um, oh,
2: Three stars of the game were Taylor Hall, Charlie McAvoy, and Charlie Coyle. And Charlie McAvoy has had that A on his chest for a lot of games now. I don't know yep. if we're quite rotating it the way that Bruce had
1: indicated. I
0: don't know. I don't know. But it, it's good. It's good to see Charlie Mack get on the board with his first goal of the season. And that was on the power play. So that was really cool. Um, going back to this game, it's like, we you know, you win in the shootout. But then again, it's really technically not a loss for Florida, which is weird yeah so their their streak continues technically but yeah isn't that it's just weird how that whole thing plays out go back to the to the regular freaking system there's other ways that you can implement the wild card factor by changing it up i don't know it's kind of
2: what was it when we were kids it was like so was just a win-loss so many... time. So many points if you won, no points if you lost, and a split points if you tied, right? Like, wasn't that what it was? Something yeah, simple like that. So. Like so they didn't need a shootout, they just played an extra period of hockey, and if nothing happened, they called the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was by far the best game they played this week. They looked a lot better against Florida this time around than they did on Wednesday, I have to say. I don't want it to seem like it's been negative all week because it mostly was negative for the first couple of games. I, I was not trying to, but uh, shout out to Sandy who summons some Bruins goals and we won the game. <laughs> All right. So, what was I going to say? Let's do studs and duds for the week. Then I guess um, you go for. Do you have anyone who sticks out? I, I know my stud and dud. I'll say him right now. Charlie Boyle is a goddamn stud. He his this. He is the Charlie Coyle, like we always say, not Minnesota Wild Charlie Coyle. We need Boston Bruins Charlie Coyle. And he's looking good. And now Craig Smith's back. And hopefully that line's going to get back clicking like they were, obviously, before injuries and stuff were in there. And my dud is definitely Derek Fobart. Now, get this. I really do want to like him. Like, he is my hope to be my top in my top four defenseman. But I'm starting to be worried that he's a defensive liability too much. And I don't know. I just... I, I don't want to hate on him, but he is definitely my dad for the week. Like, I can't, I don't know what to do with you. Like, I expect more from you than, say, Carson Coleman to, you know, over the week. Like, you are part of the problem if we're going to talk specifically about defense this week. So, those are mine. What about you, Mark? What do you, what say you?
0: I um uh, definitely on the board with the um, Charlie Coyle um, stud mention. And going for a complete defensive dud on every defenseman that we have. Uh, Well, not so much for on, on Charlie McAvoy or anything like that, but um, really the defense has been somewhat atrocious in my opinion, and that I'm speaking lightly to be honest with you. Um, But. Hopefully things get better. You know, I, I I need Mike Riley to stop turning the friggin' puck over. You know, we know he can skate. We know he can play well, but he just makes those stupid decisions. Um, I want to get rid of that. That's the turnovers are just killing me. Um, but, and also I just, I really want this team to start scoring more because if you look at the way Swayman's been playing, he's, seemingly come back down to earth a little bit with his game uh maybe teams are starting to get more on him more video and start figuring out weaknesses weaknesses from him all marks the same thing so when you have some shady kind of goaltending i mean i'm not saying they're terrible and i'm not saying that they can't recover but what i can say is that you you have to make up for bad goals and mistakes like this, like like the defense and goaltending are gonna do. Your, your offense has to has to pick it up, create a little bit of a gap to stay in these games. I mean, the, the Wednesday and Thursday game was just flat, flat as a Moxie Soda in the uh in the uh, desert in, in Utah or whatever. You know what I that mean? That is it's horrible.
2: horrible. Why would you put that image in my head? That's gross. I, well, sorry, man. from what I
0: saw on Wednesday and Thursday. That's pretty much what I was pretty, you know pretty
2: spot Um, on i wasn't gonna say in defense of uh, in defense of the goaltending because i i do agree with you there's plenty that you can say about the goaltending but overall i would say the team defense once again did not help the situation but i don't know if it was on sports hub hockey show or something one of the local ones i think and they're saying how you know part of is like defense needs to clear these people out So the goaltender has some space. You can't just like stand there, you know, like do something, you know, that's why Charlie McAvoy is more effective, things like that. Move them. Don't just stand there waiting to like react to them shooting on your goaltender either. And if they're too close, you know what I mean? Like they can just hammer right on your goaltender kind of thing. I'm thinking so. I don't know. I hope that what, that in, improves a little bit. You know, like so you have to help your goaltender out too, you know what I mean? The goaltender yeah. absolutely has to do their job, but you can't also just let people sit on top of them and keep shooting at them and shit like that and expect that goals aren't going to go in, you know?
0: One thing that I'm seeing that annoys me a lot is the is the puck following. And I and I really navigate this theory of mine down to like Pee Wee and score hockey. All the kids want to go for the puck. Doesn't matter where it is, the, the puck. Then everybody goes. It's like a, it's like it's like ducks to a piece of bread. They're all like on top of it. But you're leaving your goaltender out to dry in certain situations when you when you don't have any coverage out front. You know, it's basically a one on one. That's the thing is your commitment. I mean, have one defenseman commit to the puck and have one stay back on the, uh, a majority of the time to make up for that. I mean, at least have somebody in the front of the goal. You're just leaving these goaltenders high and dry.
2: So hopefully we work on that before we play again, which is a quarter to never because the schedule is so stupid, but okay. Um, Yeah. Let's, where is this top line? Where is our top line? Um, Marshawn, whatever, like Marshawn, Marshawn, but he's had times. He's been a little, you know, but pasta, good God. And I guess we'll just wrap it in with that too. And like, are we worried about Patrice Bergeron? I'm starting to get a little worried about captain Patrice.
0: I, this- I am too. I just, I, I, I don't want to do this because I'm I'm probably going to get killed from our listeners and all the haters out there, but.
2: Haters going to hate, hate. Where him.
0: is he? And is, is he going through an injury that's hindering his, his, his ability to really be that center driving position that mm-hmm. we've seen so, so many times. Um, maybe, you know, maybe some of the criticism has to go to him and, you know, I know he's the captain and so on and blah, 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 but you know, he's it, not immortal. I'm sorry. But for favor. I know, but in all these games right now, he's, uh, sitting with three points. I mean, three assists and how many games that we've played. I just, mm-hmm. I really want to see him pick it up a little bit more. If he doesn't pick it up, then maybe stop flipping centers. Maybe Charlie Coyle, the way he's been playing and point, point producing, maybe he could get, deserve a shot at first line center in between marshan and Passenac, And maybe drop him. I wouldn't mind seeing Bergeron get a little uh, amped up playing with uh, Taylor Hall and Craig Smith. Or even then, even then, somebody else suggested, which I don't remember. Um, I think it was McCauley. I'm not sure. I can't remember his name. Michael McCauley, whatever. I don't know. But he mentioned that possibly switch put uh, Craig Smith on the first uh, right wing side and then have Pasternak go down to the second. So I don't know this. There's, there's so many things that you can do with this lineup right now. And I know Bruce doesn't like to, to, you know, mismatch much, but he does that in game, but I don't know. He's got to, you got to figure something out.
2: I want to see what they look like these two games this next week, because Craig Smith and Lazar are back, right? Um, we still don't have Felina, which that sucks because I do think that he was a driving force down there on the bottom six and just anyways, just like, you know, what he can help do. That I don't know, that especially that third line. I don't know. We have people popping in our we'll see. Maybe Patrice is I all I can think of Patrice Bergeron is maybe it's something that's nagging in. He can't rest it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because this week, you really saw it. You know, it's not, you know, this is where it really over the few games. So maybe having all this time off between now and Thursday when they play again, you'll see him, you know, like not say go light at practice, but, you know, whatever. He'll have a maintenance day or whatever and he'll chill out and maybe that will be enough to help him, you know. But
1: I, don't I got, know. if you stay out two... of the
2: box, though, they're not always having to kill the power play and stuff like that. So.
0: I've got two scheduled losses in the month of November and I hate saying that because I never want to go into a uh, a game and just say this one's going to be a loss or that one's going to be a loss. But uh, Thursday against the G- Detroit Red Wings um you know having four days off the tr- the Boston Bruins traditionally do not do well with time off. It's 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 it's, it's it is a trend. Honest to god. So, schedule loss for Thursday. I believe that they'll win against the Maple Leafs because we dominate the Maple Leafs. And the second schedule loss is, if you look, there's like a freaking whole week off in the middle of November. You play Montreal on the 14th, then you have one, two, three, four, five days off. And then you play the uh, Philadelphia Flyers on the 20th. So, uh, that's the other schedule loss because there's too much time in between. And this and this Boston Bruins team just does not do well with with, with so much time off schedule sucks
2: (laughs) yeah it does suck well hopefully you're wrong about that because i really 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 need them to not do that like i don't know we'll see what happens maybe they'll figure it out in the interim maybe we'll get some people back but i can't like have like i like Zaboro, but like you are not my answer on my defense like you know what i mean like i can't
0: we need this there's other, this other members of this defense that's really not there either. So you just yeah, can't pick on, you know, one guy. No, no,
2: I just meant he's like an example. As I've said, it's a whole team issue of, like, defense. Like, not just, like, like I said, uh, that Florida game. Like, we looked up the first Florida game last week. We looked pretty good, I thought, the first period. But then after that, it was like. I know a couple bursts, but like generally speaking, they were controlling the pace, they were controlling the speed, and we were turning over the puck and giving them chances to score. And they did, you know. Yeah,
0: and that 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 first Florida game, that first period, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then the second period happened, and I was like, What happened what happened? Like, did the bus come early to pick up these guys? yeah what
2: happened edibles in the locker room no i'm just kidding uh it was but uh all right well goaltending again. let's just touch on this like like i said jokingly goaltender controversy week three uh now that they've both had a little humble pie right and what it's like when the defense falls apart how do you think that um they're going to do for the two games this week do you think they're going to split them do you think they're going to decide one or the other to play both games yeah i gotta split them right
0: yeah, I mean I would is it a gap. I would. Um, just to keep these guys fresh and so on. Doesn't seem like Bruce Cassidy is leaning towards one or the other. Um, I know that there were reports that Swayman was supposed, supposed to get the game last night and Almark got the goal, got the uh start, which was weird. Did you mm-hmm. did you look at did you see the practice uh lineup and it had Swayman on the top? Yeah, and then and then yeah, because one of our guys at BNG says Swayman's getting the start, and I was like, no, he's not. Elmark's getting it, and he's like, oh, that's not what I'm seeing. I always wait like, to hear what Bruce Cassidy says
2: because he's the coach, and he never says till after practice.
0: Right, but also you can you can also um, go by uh, like 99 percent of the practice lines are pretty much your set lines that you're gonna go with. So it's kind of weird. I know. And then
2: I saw people like tweet like Jeremy Swayman. It's like, no, dude he's not in net like that i mean yeah Yeah. go jeremy swayman but sorry to disappoint you he is not playing in net at home tonight versus buffalo yeah i don't know a little thing but hopefully we get a couple wins this week coming up um all right this isn't to be disrespectful or whatever but like where is your boy trent frederick I want what did I say to you? If he's in my lineup, I want him to do well, right? I'm not rooting against him, and I'm not saying I hate right. That's not what I'm saying. No,
0: I know, I know. I'm There's only one person that. in the world that does that.
2: How can we get your boy that you have I, reasons to, like, you know, like I said, this could be a reason for him to step into kind of a leadership role and show some of those qualities that you've seen, you know, and other people say about him uh stepping up because things have been a mess this week, right? Like if half the argument is like Frederick's, like the we don't want him to like stupidly fight, but we want him to be the tough guy, kind of you know, like stand up and I don't know. So where's your boy? How can he help? I, can I, you get him to help? Like
0: I have maybe. no problem with his game. I don't know why everybody's freaking out about Trent Frederick and and dogging him and and he's in the doghouse and this and that. So I really don't have. Well, he's it. not in my
2: doghouse. I, I don't, don't have an answer for
0: for that because I I totally disagree with everybody. And their thoughts and and, and that's respected, you know, I don't I'm not going to trash people for not freaking liking or or doing anything else. But still, it's just I'm not seeing what the hate is. So let's move on.
2: No, I'm not. I just want you to know I'm not hating on him. I, like, legitimately I just... Well, you see it him.
0: online. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like... I just want to let
2: you know, like, I'm not that. I'm I'm rooting for Trent Frederick. I need him to, like like you say, he's got some offensive skills. Like, now's the time, kid, when no one else is getting it done. You know, even if you just... Like, we used to say about Charlie Coyle, he will ju- he would jump in the play and get everyone else going just from his energy. You know what I mean? Or Corrali yep. when he was really good at that kind of role when you're on the bottom six. And I trust you when you say he has that in him, and that's all I meant. Like I said, I'm not trying to disrespect him. That being said, too, like, Carlson Coleman, I love you, but, like, it's like you're a ghost, like invisible. And not like you're playing bad, but just you're playing lost. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't know. So hopefully, like, having – back-
0: I've always said that uh, Carson Coleman plays a very fast north to south, but that's pretty much all his game is.
2: Yeah, we need – we need, I do think we need Felino back
0: down there on the bottom six. I really hope. Well, hopefully he gets back time. soon because he was downing candy corn earlier. On, on, <laughs> I know that on was Twitter. so funny. <laughs> he loves that candy corn and, yeah. and that, and the whole thing with the candy corn and asking the players. Mm-hmm. And he was the only one on the team that likes it.
2: Mm-hmm. I know that was funny though. That, that, what was it? Like a TikTok video or something? I, I saw it earlier, so. but I love that. He's funny like that. And we'll make a, you know, like, it, he goes with that joke on the candy corn. That's what he's gonna be branding with forever now that he's in Boston. It'll be like candy corn Felino <laughs> or Foligno because people still insist on saying it that way. Oh, yeah. Even though it he's been in the league for like 10 years or whatever. Everybody knows it's Nick Felino, not Foligno, but that's okay. That's okay. He doesn't seem to care and it's his name, right? All right. This isn't to be a jerk, but can we be honest? Are we missing David Krejci a little bit? Oh my God. With Bergeron hurt. No, I'm not saying we let's get crazy. I'm not saying come back this season, but are we start with the injuries and now it's been a couple weeks and ho- things hopefully will get better now, obviously, like I said, with Lazar back in and Craig Smith back in, some of the right. But do you bl- think, I don't like, believe so. You don't think that we're not missing like when Bergeron and them are struggling, maybe having someone else that can try to at least uh, drive some kind of offense? offensive opportunity
1: and not that, that i think
2: not that i think charlie coyle isn't doing a fabulous job i think he's fine yeah, second line center. i don't ex- it's not a longing kind of thing for Craigie. it's a serious thing about you know that's
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say i mean point. until until um until charlie coyle does not point produce anymore i i yeah. really can't have a a valid uh, answer for that question i just think that he's doing fine the way he is right now and i'm not I'm not on the, uh, we need uh, David Krejci back train at all. That, that's not what I was saying. I'm saying like that kind of production.
2: Yeah, he's doing that. But like Coyle wasn't only second line center either. Like Staniko was second
0: line center too this week. And yeah, but you know, that kind ten, of thing for, for 10 minutes. I never, under, I didn't understand that. Well, I, all right, let's talk about put,
2: this. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about, let's yeah. talk
0: about this. So Bruce Cassidy puts Sidnika at second line center for, mm-hmm. I don't remember what game it was, but he only got into 10 minutes of the game at yeah, second line center. That's so, good. and no. So if you, if you don't have full trust in him, then why give him the opportunity? I mean, you, you had full trust in him to start the game, but that but you don't have the full trust in him to play more minutes. I, I, I don't know. I just thought that if it was going to be something like that, Providence would be the better place for him.
2: I don't understand having a second line center not play at least 15-20 minutes a game. Right. That's confusing to me. Like even if he has even if that's a little bit much for him at this level, a little bit, I don't know. We don't know. So I mean Stanika has some skills. Maybe it wouldn't be, but there's no reason Jack Stanika shouldn't be playing 15 minutes of this game. Sure. Agreed. You know? And that alone puts more stress, like we always talk about the Marchands and the Bergerons and those people, Charlie McAvoys and people like that that have to play. All the specialty, you know, the special teams, all the like actually getting trying the ones that are actually shooting. But oh, can we talk about that for a second? Why are we back in the path the puck, path the puck? Someone just throw the fucking puck on net and maybe yeah, no. someone else can tip it or whatever. Like too much passing, and what do we do? We turn it over, we do the oh uh, can they you know, just. the funny
0: part it? about that, Heather is if you look back at all the stats, we're out shooting teams. At the at the final buzzer or whenever the shootouts over or the or the, the 16 minutes whenever, it, you look at that and they're out shooting teams, but they're not quality. They're shots. not getting yeah quality shots exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's great. Know. Who cares if you put up 33 shots if you only let no goals in or whatever? You know what I mean? Like you don't get yeah. a single goal, uh, you get shut out. But on the other side sometimes you only have 21 shots and you score five goals like let's get a little more balance in that can't we have like 25 shots on net and maybe three goals and that be more enough to beat the team across from us um yeah I don't know I just like I said it wasn't in a longing way and I agree with you about Stanika like he was there because he had to be or whatever I I have agreed with you that I think it's better for him to be in Providence just maybe won this last year to get more minutes and get more ice time. Cause if they're going to bury him with 10 minutes, also I'd like to say this goes back to my theory that nobody wants to agree with me on that. Claude Julian and Bruce Cassidy, some of their philosophies aren't so different.
1: Yeah. He <laughs> loves one. Or the other. True.
2: Yeah. Um, He's kind of a newer version of the old school sometimes. Uh, if not, I mean, I mean, there was no reason he's not hurt or anything. Why the hell would you do that? But like you said, what then why wouldn't you have maybe moved up? someone else to play second line center you might like eric hall like if you weren't going to play him yeah right like move eric hall up there and see what happens he
0: he even put uh noshek up there at second line center above Hall. and i was like kind of surprised about that and i'm not i'm not saying that noshek was playing bad or anything like that i mean he's been he's been playing really good as a um bottom you know bottom six uh forward but I just thought that Halla brings a little more speed and and a little more creativity if if I can say that uh mm-hmm. to to his game, and I think that his it would have been better suited at second line. but then again, I'm not the coach.
2: Yeah, that's the thing is, I don't know I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm questioning Cassie's like coaching decisions, although that is kind of weird about the nosick thing, but um. I do wonder, though, like it's weird, like sometimes he always changes things around and you're like, what are you doing? And then sometimes he doesn't change things around. Like, you're like, OK, right now is the time. to maybe And do you're like, what are you experiment. doing? You're like, please, God, put pasta on the second line and see what happens. Like, but then sometimes he won't stop moving people around like, hey, no, sir. today you're going to be the second line center and the right wing on the third line and maybe the left wing on the fourth line. We don't know yet. Um, it's just I don't know. Like, I know I was just making that story up, but that's how it feels sometimes. Like, what is going on? But maybe this break, hopefully they can get it together Uh, because I cannot watch two more games of what I watched. Uh, Like I said, I can handle my team losing, but they have to at least look like they were trying to win to me to not be mad about it. And Wednesday and Thursday's games, I was definitely mad. I was so mad about the first one. I, I was like, dude. Why are you losing the second game? You barely played the first game. Just kidding. So, all right. Anyways, we have upcoming games. Yes, we have a couple coming up. We got Thursday, November 4th versus the Detroit Red Wings at the TD Garden. Uh, Red Wings aren't doing too bad for themselves. I mean, I know the expectations for their franchise has been low for a little bit, but they're currently third. They've played nine games. they got four wins, three losses, and another Two overtime ones. But still, they're uh, not too bad. They're at least 500, and that's way better than they've been. They get 10 points. They're third in the Atlantic. That's way better than us. We're sixth in the Atlantic right now. Mm. Four and three. Yeah, it's not good. I don't want to read the rest of it. We just... We're on a one-game win streak. Let's hold on to that and hope we ride it even, through
0: this week. Even though I said schedule loss on Thursday the 4th against Detroit, we, we really do need these two uh, these two wins. And, and even going into next week when you start seeing, um, you know, Ottawa and, and Edmonton and, and New Jersey coming up. So, um, you know, pretty much every game is a must-win at this point. But still, uh, this is the time that you really – Need to. I mean, we're starting to get closer and closer to that Thanksgiving area where we, where we determine where we are sitting in the standings and how we could look for the playoffs. Um, so, really, got to buy into getting the chemistry going as soon as possible. I know there's a lot of new players. Uh, people are still learning systems and so on. Much like Derek Forbert, I know that he's not been a great defenseman. He doesn't He had a nice goal the other day. Um, and he hasn't been great, but there's still time. Do you listen to the analysts and the professionals? Uh, they're all saying that, you know, it, it takes a little time for everybody to get accustomed to a new system. So, um, hopefully everybody just gets back on, gets on track and so on sooner, sooner rather than later, because to me after that Thanksgiving holiday, and you're still at the bottom of the Eastern conference, it's going to be just that much tougher to get back into this, into the season and in and, and higher rankings. Um, you know, when you look at I mean I can't believe what I'm freaking seeing right here. I mean I was gonna say you what, can't
2: be worse than the Florida Montreal Panthers right now. Florida
0: Panthers are 8 and one, Buffalo five, one and one, Detroit four and three. You know, I'm just like what is going on here? But and we're um,
2: playing Toronto next Saturday on the sixth. The first time the boys are crossing the border since the bubble. Yep,
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah. Holy shit. I didn't even, and that's a yeah. seven o'clock game.
2: Yeah, that's uh and the Toronto Maple Leafs are currently exactly 500. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. They they were they've had their struggles, but again, I mean, they're no Montreal Canadiens. They're no, no Chicago Blackhawks. So that's. I think it takes time for all the teams to wake up. So, like the next three weeks of hockey are the crucial to kind of where the standings are going to be, and the jockeying of position for the rest what will drive the trade deadline and things like that. So, I don't know. I just, again, I can't watch them play the way they played versus that first game in Florida next week. All right, what do we got here? What do we got here? Um, Oh, yeah, before we take a little break, I think it's almost time for our break, Um, I do want to say... Go, if you are inclined, the Sean Thornton, Fighting My Way to the Top with Dale Arnold. That book is coming out uh, on the 16th. So if you want, go pre-order it. I think on Amazon you can get it. Uh, And uh, read about Sean Thornton. Uh, He was all about town because the Panthers were in town. He did a book signing and, you know, was instrumental on the ceremony type things that they had uh, for Jamie Hayes. So that was really nice. All right. Let's, let's take a the, break. Let's yeah, let's
0: Bruce see. The, we'll hear from Bruce Sullivan. He is from Boston sports and music um, memorabilia. Oh, I messed that up. Uh, sorry, Bruce. But um, yeah, he's got some awesome stuff, including hand signed jerseys that we buy on the regular, and I got to buy some more uh, to increase the inventory. But we got a Rick Middleton hand signed, fully authenticated jersey uh, just for a dollar. But this is from Bruce and, and his collection. I think he's got Ray Bork coming up on the 6th. Um, So that'd be kind of cool for him to hang around with a Boston legend. So uh, we'll hear from Bruce and be right back.
1: Hey, this is Bruce from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia with our black and gold memorabilia moment of the week. We're extremely excited to be hosting number 77 captain raymond bork on november 6th he's going to be signing exclusive memorabilia for boston sports and music including black style and white style jerseys for just 139 with inscription we will have pucks and photos starting at just 59 dollars. stay tuned for more details on the raymond Bork. we sign. got a great sale going on right now on our bruins custom framed and matted photo displays they feature dual acid-free matting and custom nameplate Yours for just $49. Here we have Andy Moog in the white jersey, hand-signed, and yours for just $49. Johnny Busick, this Bud's for you. Look at him holding two beers with the Stanley Cup trophy in 1970. And this is an awesome photo. He has inscribed it, Hall of Fame 81, 70, and 72 Stanley Cup champs. Yours for just $49. Charlie Coyle, second-line center for the Bruins. This one, take it home for just $49. What this Matt Grizzlick, JSA authenticated photo, yours for just $49. What this awesome Derek Sanderson bartender photo. There he is at Daisy Buchanan's. What would be better for your own personal man cave bar than to have Derek Sanderson serving drinks right over it? This is yours for just $49. Or grab this Sanderson black jersey action photo, sure shot authenticated. For just forty nine. How about the Terry O'Reilly inscribed Boston Beatdown? It's a famous photo of Terry beating down player from the California Seals. Uh, this is Michael Christie, and this is yours for just forty nine. Charlie Coyle, JSA authenticated photo. This one's yours for just fifty nine. Or maybe you prefer something a little bigger. How about this XL Boston Beatdown Terry O'Reilly inscribed photo. Yours for just 149. For more information on our dozens of Bruins hand signed pieces, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Or email us directly at Boston Music at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! Mm-hmm.
0: What's up, everyone's fans? We are back talking hockey. Got my shirt on straight this time. Heather, why didn't you tell me about the tag?
2: Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so you weren't looking.
0: I had I had this tag on the in the back in the front, and I looked oh, at nice. it. And I brought I brought it up like this for you to see it, but you can't feel it when you. <laughs> no, it's ever... it's a, it's it's one of those um um, uh, screen printed ones. There's oh. no tag tag. But it was it was funny. If you see this earlier, you'll, you'll think it's a because I was up here showing it to you. But I don't think you were looking. <laughs> I don't. I'm probably not. I'm trying
2: to do three thousand things. You know me. My brain's always like blah blah blah. But um, right. yeah. But I thought before we actually got into the hockey talk, I just wanted to recognize that um, it's not hockey, but Boston's lost uh, Jerry Remy Tate. Uh, today or last night or whatever yeah Uh, but Jerry Remy was huge here and is an icon especially obviously with the Red Sox for those if you're not from around here if you are obviously that doesn't have to be explained but just kind of an icon in Boston sports and really fought a hard fight battling cancer and things like that and it's a sad day so just thoughts and prayers to his family and just kind of you know his colleagues and the Red Sox themselves because that's a huge huge loss to our area. So that's all I just wanted to mention it.
0: Uh yeah, I I also want to say um, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family of um Jerry Remy. I will say that I was a boss I was a baseball fan a long time ago. I kind of lost it with all the freaking drama, much like football and so on. But um when I was watching baseball on the regular, uh Jerry was always somebody that to learn from. And 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 the the funny antics that he was doing with Don Arcello were were awesome like the one the the famous one is when he's dancing you know up in the uh in the booth um and mm-hmm. like falls you know uh but uh it was you know it was tough to hear today that uh, somebody that i really respected when i did like the game um has lost his life and but what a courageous battle man i think this was the third bout that he went yeah. through that ultimately got him but still it's you know, the fight, yeah, yeah. what he did for everybody around Boston, not including baseball. It's just mm-hmm. it's the community um, was amazing. So um, his family should be very proud of every day that he was able to step on this earth, walk around and be uh, a mentor for certain people, you know, and, and a, a learning person, a person of learning um, when, when it comes to the game.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was just all around a big Guy around here in community, but like you said, it's like so many moments, like you know, you'll be able to hear his voice for years to come, but uh, you know, in your head when you look back, uh, but yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. Um, and I want to say so, but now that we have to move on to something that isn't so sad, I just like I said, I didn't want to not mention Jerry Remy today. Um, I thought it was really awesome that the Seattle Kraken raised their first Stanley Cup banner that was great honor the metropolitans and it was against the montreal canadians and that's fucking awesome So (laughs) kudos to you kraken because i love it i love them embracing everything i love them with their fucking kraken weird head things they're wearing like i don't know why you know i reject the vegas golden knights but i am all in on the seattle kraken because i just think they're fun and uh yeah that i think was a great way to honor it so they have two banners up their 32nd team banner there with their name and the metropolitans but that was pretty cool
0: yep um you know good for them uh solid team i'm probably just gonna get better with the way that um you know teams build these these expansion teams are, are so much better than they were back in the day when you just got the scraps of everybody and it took you 10 years to actually be relevant in the standings. You know uh, the way they're doing it now is they want to be competitive and, and, you know, be well known as soon as possible and to get that uh, grasp of the uh, fan base in that certain area. And I think it's, you know, that's just great business right there. The way the league did, that does these expansion stuff. And I hope this is it because, the first one confused me, this one confused me as well, because it was just you know, who, who can go, who can't go, uh, you know, blah 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 blah, there's just a lot of research into everything that you know when you're trying to put projections together and so on, but um, yeah, no more expansion, please. Relocation, yeah. I think, is the best thing to do right now. keep it at thirty two and move around. I don't I still do not see another team going to Quebec just because the dollar is not strong there. And I'm not saying anything bad. And I I love our brothers and sisters up in America's hat. Canada is fucking awesome, but your dollar is just not strong enough for me to really buy into. We need a team in Quebec per se, you know, because they already have the arena, they got the fan base and so on. And you can instantly get back into a rivalry with, with Montreal, but still Um, until the dollar gets better. And, you know, I think that's it, but you know, Move to another American um you know cities where you can prosper and so on. Well,
2: hopefully no one's moving anytime soon because that's all a pain um, in
0: the ass, too. I know a lot of people have been freaking bucking the 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 trend here and, and reading into what people actually say, but you know, everybody says that um the Arizona coyotes are not going anywhere. They're trying to build an arena, which is not going very good because it hasn't even started yet. Still in the planning stages for next season. So I don't know. NRD came out not too recently in a podcast and uh, said that um, uh, Houston is still playing a, a huge role in this. So we'll see what happens. Uh
2: Happy birthday, Nick Felino. We haven't seen you for a while. We hope you're mending well, and we'll see you soon.
0: I didn't even know it was his birthday.
2: I saw the tweet from the Bruins. Was that today and or was it this week? I saw it today. Oh, nice. And I thought, well, that makes me love you more if you're a Halloween baby. Um, Next week, the Premier Hockey Federation is yes. starting up. Go Pride. They start next week yes. and verse the Minnesota Whitecaps. Uh, at home, and they're playing. Sorry, I don't know where my brain was going. Playing on the sixth, so I guess we'll have a double Boston game that day at least. And probably Providence will be playing, so we might even have a triple like sure. mainstream around the driving distance city here. Uh, they're playing at 6 30, and then on November 7th at 2 30. So, first, the white caps, welcome back.
0: Yeah. Exciting. Um women's hockey's coming back, Isabel cup champion, you got to, yeah, you know, no you still, you still have it. So uh, the pride play at the, uh, at the warrior ice arena in Brighton, Massachusetts, it's easy to get to tickets are relatively cheap. Season tickets are even cheaper. Um, go support women's hockey because it's just going to get bigger from here. Uh, I think that the direction that the pH um, F is doing now and, um, hopefully work with the, the other one that's up in Canada uh, and possibly expand the league because I think it'll be amazing. Absolutely amazing to, uh, to get more involved.
2: I know. And they just signed that big deal with ESPN plus. So you can
0: uh, watch the the... stream, the games. It's amazing. And and this is one thing that I was talking to somebody um, in Maine about, Uh, you know, we were having a, I was having a beer at one of the places and uh, he he talked about the the uh, the Boston Pride and, and and the game, and what he was mentioning was this is this is the the step that we were talking about weeks ago, um, when when big networks start getting involved, the interest will start to build too, and mm-hmm. then and then it, you can see expansion going from there because people want to get in on it. There's an opportunity to make money. There's an opportunity for these ladies to make more money than what, what they're doing. There's an opportunity for some of these ladies to not even do a 40 hour a week job, which they're currently doing right now. They literally fly all over the place to play these games on the weekends and then fly home to work a regular 40. Let's get to a point where we can have the funds, have the resources and everything for these women because they do a tremendous um, amount of work. And it's also a great ambassadors for the future. W- women's hockey and, and moving forward. It's just awesome. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to the sixth. I would like to be in the building. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Um, but we do have a lot of uh, coverage coming from blackandgoldhockey.com. And my boy Andrew Taverna is leading the way in uh, the Pride coverage. So if there's anybody out there that wants to do a Pride podcast, anybody out there that wants to write about the Boston Pride, we do have media credentials with them this year, I reached out to um, uh, Colleen Coin. Uh, m- m- many uh, people around here know her, um, and we've been talking and so on. So, um, you know, if you want to uh, write about the team and you're interested, definitely reach out to me as soon as possible because the uh, the six coming soon, and the you know can't wait for the season. It's going to be awesome.
2: Here it is. All right. Well, good luck, Pride. Hopefully, the Bruins win this week. Uh, I only have one more thing and I just, we can't not talk about it. We don't have to spend all day on it, but this week has been a crazy insane week with all the stuff coming out. Further coming out, the uh, independent report was published about the Blackhawks in action when Kyle Beach, he came out as John Doe one in the lawsuit and, you know, report against thing. Um, it has been a week around that, but I thought I would start and I just think it would be ridiculous to not say how goddamn courageous that Kyle Beach and some players that have been apparently like as things come out really on this dude's side of trying to have their teammates back and their friends back and have been very forthcoming. But he had the interview uh, with Rick Westhead or whatever yeah, know, and- to watch him tell his story. If yeah. you haven't watched it out there, you need to look it up however you plan on doing it. Because to watch him tell his story and to still have some people being like, oh, well, you know, this and that. Like, no, guy. Like, we're talking criminal investigations are happening now. Quenville's gone in Florida like that. He was the coach at the time. I guess um the GM in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. What's his name right now? Uh, Cheryl Adolph or something. I, no, I don't know. Why. Shovel day off. Yeah, thank you. I was like, how do I say it? I couldn't think of what I yeah. was saying it for a second. My brain was caught up. But uh, they, he he's not getting further charges, but he did have a meeting with Gary Bettman. I guess he's been pretty forthright, and indeed, a little bit, I can say he was not in senior management. I see
0: how that is, you know, because... Was was uh, was Montreal GM Bergeron involved in that at all? I Because no. he was around when that happened. Yeah, I don't think he was
2: the in-the-room meeting thing, okay. but, uh, but Kyle Beach, great great um yeah courage that you've shown through this and steadfastly you know hopefully justice will happen for you I know it's whatever but it, too late but the NHL I feel like drop the ball and the players and I understand it's a weird situation but um yeah there's still more to come because Don Fuhr, who's the player association yeah. head is he's got a meeting he's got a meeting coming up um And I do have to say, too, Winnipeg, they requested the meeting sooner than later with Gary Bettman. So that showed a lot on that part. Um, I think it made me a little sick when uh, Joel Quinville, like just on so many levels, because like you're Mr. Players Coach and someone I absolutely respect it as a coach or whatever. But I cannot respect you as a human, you know, like given what's been coming out in this report. I haven't read all of it, but I have read some of it. And obviously there's been parts gone out there but this is just a ridiculous mess and as someone brought up like what the fuck with the culture in the blackhawks organization yeah. because racism like covering up sexual assault things like that what what and then to see kyle beach apologizing that he couldn't do more to help that kid in michigan not right have to go through his experience you're the last person who should be apologizing sir there are lots of people that should be apologizing to you right now and trying to make it right on some level and some people are still but taylor hall had some really enlightened for all everyone says about taylor hall must be a cancer in the locker room this and that he's always moving teams i don't know he didn't sound like a guy to me he was no bullshit like this isn't right and people should be in trouble and we have to change this and he called out the kind of like good old boys club and it good on him. Cause not a lot of players are willing to go there, which I understand too, you know, like it's a fine line, but yeah, I feel like the NHL is in damage control and a little pissed off that this is all, you know, like, I don't think they quite suspected this report was going to show this level of like actual criminal behavior or whatever violations and whatever. And, uh, John McDonough is still not even, that hasn't even been touched about him. He was right. Ago, so, I don't know.
0: Sorry, uh, yeah, I don't need to ramble, but. No, I, I'm just, you know, trying to think about, you know, what I'm going to say. So, um, yeah, it was wrong. Uh, the NHL dropped the ball. Um, this this kid at the time, uh, first round pick, um, you know, it, when it happened, he reached out and nobody just wanted to do anything about it because they didn't want to ruin anybody's name. They didn't want to ruin a, a good time and and that means like Joel Quenneville as i've heard it, i'm paraphrasing here of course but mm. from what i've heard is he was strong in saying don't bring this up right now where in a Stanley Cup freaking chase and it would ruin this team so um, i respected Joel Quenneville as well but i also disrespect him now because of that the timing was terrible uh, you shouldn't wait i mean sports this goes way above sports and what in, in accomplishments as a team uh, this is just disgusting to me, and 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 I give Kyle Beach a ton of credit for coming out publicly like this, and and what he's doing and is is just setting the the, the uh, you know the path for this to not happen anymore. Uh, a voice was heard, and it was heard loudly, and I believe that the 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 Blackhawks organization should should be charged more, that a two million dollar fine. That's kind of ridiculous, and yeah, i I, I think that's the
2: first step.
0: I definitely hope that um this uh, Kyle beach is is you know paid out handsomely settled with because that's what they do and I've heard from uh, Jeff Merrick that this could have gone to court and and the organization could have won, but it would look so bad on them that they didn't, they wouldn't want to go to the court. Let's get this settled and move on. But
2: yeah, they don't want this report submitted as evidence of all these people that can be subpoenaed to testify. And then nobody can lie because now you're looking at criminal charges. Absolutely. You know, it's just such a systematic failure.
0: Yeah, I agree. But I just to to wrap up on this, because it is getting a little long, but you know, we, we did have to mention something about it because it's just huge news. It's absolutely huge news, but, um, I'm grateful for a person like this to come out and and say what happened to him. And, you know, this is um, it's good on him. And for anybody that's shitting on this guy for doing so, you know, go kick a rock or or just, you know, trip and fall off of a cliff because you you, I don't know. I'm not going to go any further under that, because I've seen some pretty freaking shitty things online.
2: People are shitty, but this guy all day long, like should have been handled 11 years ago. It shouldn't have to be playing out this way now. Someone in Paul Vincent did, you know, they, him and they went and they tried to get it addressed and then it didn't get addressed. And anybody who is directly culpable in continuing to let that behavior happen, um, the Blackhawks have indeed uh, requested his name. uh, I don't want to say his name because I feel like it gives validation to him at this point, but get his name X'd off the cup. Like this dude got to do that. They didn't report it. Names on the cup fucking comes back for celebrations. Like I just, it is just ridiculous to me on all levels. And even now the Blackhawks players at the time are playing cat and mouse of who, what, what, but like good on like Sopel for always being honest. He's always been very forthcoming on how he feels about it. So like when he says he doesn't think the Wurtz family knew anything, I, I feel like he's been pretty credible up through the rest of it. Why would he lie about that now? And then you've got the captain of the team and stuff. They're all saying like, just like the wrong thing at the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? Just don't give the interview that and then shut up. But like, it concerns me, but good on Kyle beach. Cause it ain't, it's not easy. And it's just so scary to think it's like this. We already know about, a, you know, this happens to kids, you know, they, these kind of situations. And we talked about, We know. We talked generally before about like there's a lot of big name former players like there on Flurry, yep. you know, that had it happen to them. But this is a grown man who is allowed to be able to sexually assault because then this guy did it to an intern within the same like time frames. Like it's and it's and
0: it and, a, and somebody in a school where he mm-hmm. was recommended to go. He got and a recommendation, he was from USA hockey. From, right? And he got a recommendation from, um, from. I think it was Joel Quinville. Probably. That's not looking good terrible. At all. I mean, it's, you know, on paper, you said you can it's it's OK for you to go and do this to another person, which I thought was ridiculous. I mean, the the Chicago Blackhawks have uh, an absolutely pathetic, pathetic organization as it is right now. And you cannot tell me that ownership did not know about this. Like, I don't know. Everybody a... below the water was like all in the know. And you guys had no clue what was going on. Or.
2: Or only those fucking six people in that room were handling it and everyone else thought, you know, like, like obviously Paul Vincent would have reasonably thought if I come to you with sexual assault allegations, you has the management group, you know what I mean? And they don't want to lose their fucking job. So they're going to if they obviously with, as this report says, systematically decided to protect their chances at a Stanley Cup over fucking at least starting the initial initial investigation into what was being claimed you know like i then so it's just a whole mess but anyways right. Kyle Beach we're with you and yep. very very grateful that you are strong enough to endure what you've had to go through and what you are going through and what you'll probably have to because like mark said some ple- people are just fucking trash yep. so all right um yeah so boston pride next week 4th and 6 the bruins are playing uh, that's all I got on my end, except for to say, as always, please rate and review the black and gold hockey podcast. Please, yeah. please rate and review it. Uh, did you have anything else? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. I want to talk about my main, uh, experience. I wanted oh, to give yeah. a shout out to, uh, Mike Keeley um, of the Maine Mariners organization. And, uh, they are a Bruins affiliate this year. And, uh, I had the opportunity to travel up there on Friday night. I took Friday off, went up there early. I checked into my hotel at about 12 in the afternoon and, and i walked around the city um you know i went and had some lunch I, I ate like two times it was awesome uh but i had a bunch of beers i had food and uh the city was amazing shout out to the holiday inn uh that was an unbelievable hotel awesome awesome place and i can't wait to go again because it's like literally i can hit a nine iron to the freaking arena it's that close right. and they have uh Great restaurants around. I went to the Thirsty Pig, had my lunch with some beers, and I also went to uh, the Sagamore Lounge, which was pretty cool for the, the after work atmosphere in uh, downtown Portland. It was amazing. So can't wait to go back. Uh, I want to say thanks again to Mike Keeley and the Maine Mariners organization for giving us this opportunity. We are going to be covering them more thoroughly. We'd like to get more writers and possibly a podcast. If anybody out there is interested in covering the main Mariners, great team with media credentials, guys. Seriously. We have media credentials to the Providence Bruins and the uh, East Coast hockey league team. We do not have anything for the NHL yet, but I'm working on that, but we do need some more writers to cover because uh, we lost a few that just couldn't, um, you know, didn't have the time, which they would, you know, told me before, but I hate that. (laughs) But anyway, that is it for this episode.
2: I was going to say, speaking of podcasts, make sure you follow all the black and gold hockey podcasts. Uh, the podcast obviously oh yeah. my god i'm catching it i'm getting c- it's catchy uh black and gold hockey podcast dump the chain, short shift, puck lines lindroth hockey podcast don't poke the bear holtz on hockey hub of hockey podcast beehive causeway kings third line grinders remember the maples which marks trying to work on his new one the bng providence hockey report which launched this week in new to the family. Well, kind of old in the Bruins family, but new on the BNG podcast network family. Black and teal and gold. Shout yes. out. Bob Mark Balboni. Balboni. He had Mark a good night. Both England. team's won. He was happy yeah. with himself.
0: All right. Um, now we do have to talk about a Patreon account. Um, please go to the patreon.com slash black and glow hockey podcast. Donate $1 for your chance to get one of these. Bitches, signed and delivered to you. Rick Middleton right there, folks. Perfect. Um, And this is from Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. But for this, you can get for a dollar. And what we do is we take half of your dollar and buy these prizes. We give give away a prize every week, and we give away a jersey every month. So this week's winner is Lauren Campbell. Shout out, Lauren Campbell from Nesson, former blackandgoldhockey.com writer for us and uh, moved on to gr- uh, greener pastures and uh, does a tremendous job covering all Boston sports, not just the Bruins. Mm-hmm. Um, but sh- thank you, Lauren, for your contributions. And thank you very much to everybody else who is a Patreon. We really, really appreciate it. It really helps us uh, pay the bills here, but we also um, use a little bit of that money, the contributions uh, to buy these amazing prizes to give back to you. So it's kind of a, you know, a win-win for everybody. We just don't take your money and run. We, we, you know we do a lot of good stuff for the our listeners and and uh, especially our financial supporters. And speaking of that, please be pre- patient. I'm trying to get caught up on everything. Life's coming at me at a thousand miles an hour. I do have a list of all the Patreons that have won in the past. I'm gonna get caught up this week. I promise. It's just been uh, really crazy to start this year. I'm waiting for things to level off a little bit. So please expect that stuff soon or later. But um, in the meantime, I think that's it, Heather. All right. I think we're done. So, All right.
2: Have a good week then. And we'll, t- we'll be back to talk the Bruins the next week.
0: Yes. Uh, four days off. Uh, we won't be able to watch any Bruins hockey until um, Thursday night. So should be fun. But um, Mark Allred here. This is Heather Ingerson. We will talk to you next week. Bye. All
2: right. Bye.